Hey, have you heard of that show where this girl just talks about whatever? Yeah, it's called... And she plays music and has friends on her? Yeah, girl, it's called... And it's chaotic for no reason? Girl, I'm trying to tell you. It's called Tay Talks. Oh, yeah. Tay Talks on 1077 The Bronx. 1077 The Bronx, 1077 The Bronx.com, nominated for eight 2023 Intercollegiate Broadcasting System College Media Awards, including Best Morning Show for Wake Up Writer and Best College Radio Station in the Country. This is Taylor with Tay Talks. Um, I'm going to play a song. I'm not going to explain why I'm playing this song right off the bat. But here's Sorrows by Bryce and Tiller on 1077 The Bronx and 1077TheBronc.com. come on the mic and try and fix the actual mic arm i can't stand love her though can't stand people that's before me are super tall and i gotta fix the mics because then it just affects my (laughs) i'm just sitting like and the chair is even lower than i would do because you know i'm short so i feel like uh 
Anyways. Um, yeah, so continuing off with Black History Month episodes, I did not do an episode yesterday because I was celebrating um, my friend's birthday. So it was really fun, and um, yeah, but we're going to get back into it. I have some things that I want to talk about. I'm also going to do a preview of what this the rest of this week's schedule will be. Um, I'm not going to give too much into detail about what like next week will be. Is it because I don't have it planned yet? Is it because I don't want to tell you? The world may never know, honestly. So, but today... I am talking about allyship and what it means to be an ally and tips on how to support and uplift um, African-Americans. And I'm specifically obviously saying this to non-black and African-American people. And, And, you know, I feel like this could also be for the community as well, because not, you know, not everybody lifts each other up the same way. Some people, some African Americans don't respect or celebrate Black History Month. So it's like, I guess it could be for everybody. Um, So yeah, I'm going to also be playing some, you know, like I said, like I do for Black History Month, I only play um, African American, um, you know, African American slash Black artists, you know, because some people say they're African American, some people say they're just just Black. So, you know, I think I'll do that for my last episode. I'll talk about the difference because there is a difference. (laughs) There's a difference for sure. And yeah, um, so we'll be getting into that. But like I said before, during Black History Month, I only play black artists. So obviously you heard Bryson Tiller. And yeah, and that goes for songs and features as well. So it's like if I want to play a song where it's like a black artist, but the person featured on it is Caucasian. Sorry, it's not getting played. (laughs) It's not getting played. And I said that especially because the song that I have is supposed to be queued up next is I Don't Do Drugs with Doja Cat featuring Ariana Grande. Doja Cat is already a interesting person, anyway, when it comes to black people. Um, so it's like, is she black? Yes. But she has had her issues. So it's like, you know, we're going to get into that as well. Not now. I feel like that's one something I want to do, like, later on in the month. But to commemorate and celebrate... Um, Because, you know, usually I would talk about the Grammys, right? And it's like, I would talk about it, but I really want to talk about this topic that I have. So I may just talk about the Grammys at a later time. But I cannot ignore the fact that Beyonce, is, who is a black woman, has the most Grammys of all time. I cannot ignore that. That has to be said. She has to be celebrated by playing one of the songs from the album that she won from. So it's like, you know, I have to do that. And... uh, Hmm. I want to play one. It's like I should play the song that one, but I want to play a different song because I feel like that song really embodies the fact in her in her speech and her thank you speech. She pretty much said, you know, this is for the queer community because they, you know, they made the genre. So I feel like it's only fair to play a song that really gives off um, unity and like or like un- unity, uniquity, just like being yourself, like just you know. Just being, I, can I say that word on air? I got to check later. I, I don't want to say it if I can't say it on air and I get in trouble. But I got to play a song that's really cool. And then I got a surprise. <laughs> Anyways, this is Alien Superstar by Beyonce on 1077 The Bronx. Be and 1077TheBronx.com. Do not attempt to leave the dance floor. 
The DJ booth is conducting a tr tr troubleshoot test of the entire system. I'm one of one. I'm number one. I'm the only one. Don't even waste your time trying to compete with me. No one else in this world can think like me. I'm twisted. How contradicted. Keep him addicted. Lies on his lips. I lick it. Unique. That's what you are. Stilettos kicking vintage crystal off the bar. Category bad. I'm the bar. Alien superstar. Whip, whip. Clock, I'm so obscure. Masterpiece genius. Drip and trippiness. Patty cake on there is Tiffany Blue Billboards over the ceiling. We don't like plain. Always dreamed of paper planes. I'll have a rodeo. Then I come down and take off again. You see pleasure in my glare. Look over my shoulder and you ain't scared. The effects you have on me when you stare. Head on a pillow, hike it in the air. Usually I will talk at the end of like the last five seconds, but it's like I don't want to because that outro is beautiful and I don't want to ruin that. And once again, kisses to Beyonce if she's ever listening to this. <laughs> if she decides she wants to listen to 1077 The Bronco one day. Thank you, Beyonce. Giselle knows Carter. Thank you. So yes, getting into the topic, but before I do, I have to, do you want me to do a full introduction of you or just be like, boom, this is bestie? Okay. 
So, about to come on the mic. I think it's for the first time, right? Sorry, sorry, y'all. For the first time ever, I am having my best friend on here on the show on Tay Talks. Also, when remember when I said in my post, y'all, and I said on air how some people have been literally yelling at me to put my show up as a podcast? Yeah, I'm talking about him. I didn't want to say your name yet, and it's like, dang, the... Oh, I can say damn. The damn. The, the, <laughs> the introduction is done. But yes, this is Bestie, and... um. Yeah, so before I even, like, say what... Do you want me to say everything you do? Or do you do you not want people to know that? I'll say the stuff that matters. Black History Month. Um, so, yes, this is Bestie. And a lot of the topics that I come up with a lot of time and the music I put on here is because we'll talk before I'm doing stuff. So a lot of the inspiration I get, you know, with the show and stuff, obviously credit it because I tell him I'm going to do it. I don't just steal. So comes from him. Um, he is... Uh, a member of Sigma Phi Epsilon Fraternity. So stay good if y'all listening. Besties here. <laughs> if y'all listening in grands and dailies, because I know y'all in there. So <laughs> if y'all listening, boom, he's busy. Don't text him. And then <laughs> uh, he is junior class council president. Yes, okay. Yes, elections. Um, he is a, I'm not going to get the major right, because I feel like you change a major every two days. Is it music production? Yes, okay, music production major. I don't know your minor, but I'm going to give him a minor. He is... What? African-American studies. Oh, sorry, y'all. I know y'all heard the echo because I ain't turned his mic on yet. So he is a music production major with African-American studies minor. Yes, now I'm not making one up because that was good. That was good because I was definitely going to say pop music or social media (laughs) to really piss you off. But yes, and just an overall good friend, a great listener. And, you know, I'm not saying that because I'm biased, but because it's true and other people can attest to it as well. But yes, I'm not going to say your full name. My bestie, Yusef, or some of you guys may know him as you. Ah. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, it's official. Yes, thank you for that oh. intro. That made me laugh and cry. Oh, okay, mm. cry. <laughs> So, but yes, um, this is going to be great. I think this is a great topic to talk about, like how to be an ally, you know, mm-hmm. like how to actually, you know, be an ally for people in Black History Month. And I want to, because, you know, I put a poll up on my story to have people ask questions, you know, answer it. And somebody, and the question was, how can non-black people be an ally to people in Black History Month? And before I answer that, how do you think people can, like, what do you think people can do as a one step? We don't have to say all of it now because mm-hmm. we have two hours. <laughs> yeah. So I think for me, it's not about being performative. I mm-hmm. think it's about supporting your friends, not trying to over-talk your friends of color, black people specifically, because that's already been taken away from us. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, and even a lot of people I know, they'll be like, oh, well, I just want to speak up for the disenfranchised, which is, you know, can be a beautiful thing, but if they are can speak for themselves, that's the best thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think being there to support them in all their endeavors is the best thing that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. I like that for real. And that's, I think, my answer to That's what I said in my first Black History Month episode last week. I said, the best way you can help me in Black History Month is just be genuine. Mm-hmm. Like, actually be an ally for real. And, I, and, stop, and not getting into too much details, because I knew I was going to do an episode specifically for it. But one person said, ooh, and they say, and, and, you know, you touched on it, literally their answer. They said, actually listen to black people. Yes. 
And that's, I think, the most important part because... Because <laughs> I feel like as we both experienced and see it, we see it with our other friends, people will just talk, 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 talk mm-hmm. before you let me, the black person, say my experience or say how I felt about it. Yeah. So I think that's the first step, actually letting the person who is affecting talk, you know? Yeah. And I feel like as we see it a lot on this campus. Not, Very much so. <laughs> not letting us talk. Or when we talk, let's tone it down. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, no, that didn't really happen. That's another thing to add on to it. Point number two, don't discredit my trauma. Yes. Because you will never, you will never get traumatized by it. You know? And it's like... And when I say that, I want people to realize that when we say our trauma, we're not talking about big malicious acts like mm-hmm. we got, you know, cursed that or yelled that stuff like that. It can be the smallest of things. Like I said on my show before, like a lot of, you know, and I, I don't want to just keep saying Caucasian people because it could be other races and ethnicities as well. So it's like when non-black people, when sometimes they may automatically assume that, you know, um, a black person may trying to rob them or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you trying to clutch your bag. That makes me feel some type of way. Cause it's like, did I come off uh, as dangerous? Yeah. The little microaggressions in everyday life. Mm-hmm. That and that's other people don't notice, but it's like to us, it's like, Oh, I know what that means. Right. And yeah. it's like, that's what I said on my first show too. Like trying to break down microaggressions. And I also want to be clear that everybody has performed a microaggression at least once in their life. You know, I'm, I may have done it to like other ethnicities and races. And I may not like, you know, I mean, I realized it, but, you know, I feel like everyone has done it at least mm-hmm. once in their life because it's I don't want to say it's human nature because it's like it's not really. But if you're if you grow up in a household that because I, I fully believe that no one's born racist. Mm-hmm. I fully believe that you get taught racism. You get taught by your surroundings and you get taught hmm, by like people you look up to and like yeah. music and stuff, stuff like that. So I think that's where it can stem from. Definitely. It's mm-hmm. an indoctrination, mm-hmm. like, from birth. I feel like, mm, yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, especially, like, like coming up with the way, I think another way to be an ally is that you can, hmm, I don't want to say you can agree with a difference because it's like now it's like you're also trying to still discredit Mm-hmm. But I think if you just, un- if you try to understand, try to actively learn, that's all we're really asking for at the end of the day is to yes. actively learn, to actively try and learn because you can learn something so fast and it can change your, your, your thinking quickly, like so quickly. Like I explained it with you, like about like people ask a question about an org and mm-hmm. they'd be like, oh, okay, like, cool. Like it's. And I think that's what we have to talk about. Just wanting to learn. That's how you can be an ally as well. Yes. Trying to actually be present in the space. Mm-hmm. And knowing that there's a difference between sympathy and empathy. Okay? Because mm-hmm. if you're going to be sympathetic to me, you may as well be apathetic. That's how I feel. Well, well. <laughs> and I'm glad you said that because I feel like after this small little break we'll do, like, I want to break down sympathy, empathy, and apathy. And then we going. We're about to be a spelling bee here. It's about to be <laughs> the the key words on this on this spelling test, y'all, is sympathy, empathy, apathy, microaggression, macroaggression. Those are the five words you're gonna hear a lot. And listening. How about we actually put in listening too? <laughs> listening, listening versus hearing. 
Ooh, Jesus. Talk and about it. <laughs> but with that being said, we're going to make cupcakes not war. Now through February 24th, enter 1077 The Bronx Dessert Wars cupcake fights to win over $1,000 in prizes, including a $300 Visa gift card for creating the best tasting cupcake on campus. Go to 1077thebronc.com slash cupcake fights for details. We'll be back with Tay Talks after these underwriting announcements on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Um... Is this thing on? You bet it is. I hope you guys got your snacks and you're sitting back and you're relaxed. Why? Because we're back with Tay Talks. February is Black History Month. And the Bronx is celebrated with milestones in African-American history, daily audio features, written and produced by Taylor Tunstall, acknowledging and commemorating little-known but important achievements by African-Americans that impacted our culture. Listen every hour, all month long, on the Bronx. Welcome back to Tay Talks on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. We, oh, I got two seconds left. We are back. Woo, yay. Yes, uh, period. Okay, <laughs> so like we said earlier, the topic is how to actually be an ally. And we are talking, we're saying this for every um, race that's non, race and ethnicity that's non-black. Mm-hmm. Race, ethnicity, nationality, we're going to get into that too because I feel like... <laughs> People don't a know lesson. the difference. So I feel like, should we do that first before empathy, sympathy, and apathy? Mm. Oh, no, I forgot. All the words got the pathy. Mm-hmm. Pathos. Ooh. Talk about it. Oh, y'all, y'all don't know y'all English. Because <laughs> I learned that years ago. Y'all don't know y'all English, and that's that's not okay. So, oh, okay. Race writing strategy. Race versus ethnicity. Oh, I just want the Google definition. I don't even I don't even need all this. <laughs> race refers to the concept of dividing people into groups on the basis of various sets of physical characteristics and the process of ascribing social meaning to those groups. That was a hefty definition. Mm-hmm. Ethnicity describes the culture of people in a given geographic region, including their language, heritage, religion, and customs. The next thing on Google says, what are the five races? Now, this is the things that you see when you guys fill out forms and they'd be like, what's your race? Hint, you're going to hear something later on, but you're, gonna, you're not going to hear a specific group because it's considered an ethnicity. So mm-hmm. what are the five races? The Census Bureau, mind you, census.gov, so it's a legit website. The five minimum categories are white, black or African-American, American Indian or Alaska Native, Asian and Native Hawaiian or other Pacific Islander. That's how I know they updated this. 2022? Because they would never do or. It was either always white, black, American Indian, Asian, Native Hawaiian. It was never that. Okay, go for them. They trying to they trying to break the molds. Okay. Oh, this question is crazy. (laughs) What types of people are Caucasian? (laughs) Oh. Um... I know me and Yusuf know, but there's this comedian called Cat Williams, and there's the joke <laughs> that from a movie, he was in he was in jail, and this his baby mom or his wife or whatever I don't remember what she was came and was like, here's like you know here's your baby, and he's like that's not my baby, and she was like yes it is, and he goes that baby is from the Caucasus Mountains, <laughs> and it's. <laughs> It's funny because I'm laughing because literally right here on Google, it says, what types of people are Caucasian? Literally speaking, Caucasian refers to people from the Caucasus Mountain region, which includes Georgia, Armenia, Mm -hmm. 
You already know what I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Armenia, ooh, Azerbaijan, parts of North Iran, and Central Southern Russia. Now, I said, that's why I said I looked at Yusuf. I wish we had the cameras in here because that would have been, cr- <laughs> been messy. I think they know not to give me a video podcast because oh, it's going <laughs> to. I think it's crazy because it says Armenia, but y'all love to act like the, the Kardashians are white. When they say, they're Armenian. That's white, babe. <laughs> it's literally white. It's still white. But anyways, who? Let me look up ethnicities. Cause now it's like, are you gonna say something? Oh no. Oh, <laughs> you're just reacting to what I just you took heard. A beat. Yeah. <laughs> so, like we said, ethnicity—the quality or fact of belonging to a population group or subgroup made up of people who share a common cultural background or descent. Mind you, the key words are cultural background. It's a culture, okay? Y'all mm-hmm. need to take sociological imagination. Come sake. on. So, um, didn't we just read this and race? I'm a mm-hmm. little confused <laughs> why it's in there. <laughs> Anyways, see, they confusing themselves. I'm not going to read that to y'all because now we about to look dumb. What? Oh, now they're telling us the tribes of Liberia. Anyways. But I feel like that's just the way of telling us that ethnicity is like, so much more broad and so much more vast than race. I mm-hmm. think race is more of a broad category. Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't know which ethnicity you're going to touch on, but I feel like I know um, because some people don't know that they're not a race and they are an ethnicity. Who are you talking about? Latinx people. Oh, are not, yeah. It's not a race. Yeah, so, it's not. That's why they're, it's literally in their right. own category, which is interesting because, like it says, like it, it says right here, you know, um, for ethnicity you have to classify if you're Hispanic or Latino, not Hispanic or Latino, mm-hmm. which I have started seeing in different job applications. And I'm like, dang, I got to... Yeah. Oop, see, the following groups are used in the diversity calculations. Hispanic, white alone, non-Hispanic. Yes. Black or African-American alone, non-Hispanic. And the same thing goes for everybody else. And I'm pretty sure it's because if one parent <laughs> is black and the other parent, let's just say Mexican... Sorry, babe, but you cannot check off black or African-American alone Mm -hmm. because you still have some type of Hispanic in you. Yeah. Anyways, um, I feel like touching on that before I even even get into the empathy, sympathy and apathy, because it's a part of it. I'm not saying that any minority has not endured a struggle. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that at all because every minority group has endured a struggle from the majority, which is, let's face it, Caucasians. So it's like everyone has faced some type of struggle from them because for some odd reason, we live rent-free. And I'm saying we as black people, as for Hispanics, for literally, and we can say it too, like Asian people are also a minority compared Mm -hmm. to white people. So literally any minority group, for some reason, we just live rent-free these people heads mind you and you know i'm saying this like i'm not saying all caucasian people are bad i'm not saying that at all because there's some really nice ones really like genuinely like i have some friends who are really cool people but you know sometimes i think when you when you're taught growing up that it's like oh black people were oppressed by white people some now it you know like how we said before living it's in literally like it's given to you like it's mm-hmm. indoctrinated if you see that oh white people are bad like it, you know you're gonna grow up with that bias of thinking 
I can't fully trust you. Like, and uh, I will be honest, I still think that, like, I cannot fully trust you because I feel like one day you're going to switch up and you're going to do something crazy. And I'm like, wow, you really said that? (laughs) Like, you really did that? And how far will you go until someone makes you say it? I can't get into that on air, but... (laughs) Valid question. (laughs) So it's like, you know, and I think that makes sense when it comes to, like, how to be an ally and empathy, apathy, and sympathy. And I feel like to go into that, I'm going to go right into the first definition, which is empathy. And the general definition is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. So it's like, hmm, if I'm... That's, that, that's like saying, like, you know, if I'm grieving, right, and I talk to you, and you're like, oh, like, I'm so sorry for your loss. And instead of just, like, being sympathetic, you can, like, try and understand how I mm-hmm. feel because you're touching on a place where you've been at, too. That's empathy. Because yes. it's like, I can share that grief. I may not know exactly what feeling you're feeling in that present moment, but... I know you're in pain mm-hmm. and I'm going to try and help you with that pain. Yeah. To me, I feel like, okay, the difference between empathy and sympathy is the connection. Mm-hmm. So I feel like with sympathy, you're trying to disconnect yourself from the situation. I'm sorry for your loss. End of sentence. Yeah. End of conversation. As opposed to, I'm so sorry. I hope, you know, their memory is a blessing. Let me know what you need. Mm-hmm. How can I be there for you? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you may not even know what to say, but asking how can I be there for you and mm-hmm. just being there is enough. Mm-hmm. And when I feel like that comes to allyship, it's like, you know, sometimes I genuinely wish that someone would ask me, how does it make you feel that this happens mm-hmm. to black people? And I'm like, you know, how much time do you have? Because <laughs> then I'm going to get into some topics and you may not have the time for it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, are you mentally able to handle it? Because I, I genuinely feel like saying it to other people who don't understand will not be able to fully mentally handle it because mm-hmm. it's going to be so much. And it's going to be like, wow, you know, because then now I'm saying this to you and I just guarantee that a person who's non-black is going to look at themselves like, did I do that? Mm-hmm. Have I done it? Is this how I make them feel? And if you don't, then you're weird. You have no emotions. And what's that thing where it's like you lack emotions? Like, I forgot what that is. And you know what? You know yeah. it because I can't figure it out. It's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't. Because <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of it either. We're probably going to figure it out in the next song. But yeah. it's like, anyways, so, but it's like, yeah, it's like, how can I help you or whatever? And I feel like I try to do that with every situation. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Like, like are you okay? Like, how do I, like, I try to help. I think the way I help is I try to help them talk it out. Because talking it out always makes you feel better in some way, shape, or form. Yes. So it's like, you know, or it's like, the, do you need a listener or do you need me to talk? And I yes. think that's what we said earlier, just listening. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you know. And asking them what they need. Like, mm-hmm. if we're talking about race, like, okay, if you see a disenfranchised person is going through something or experiencing something that you know that you will never experience mm-hmm. or not to that degree, asking them, what do you need? How can I advocate for you? Mm-hmm. Grieving. How can I be there for you? Because that's the most important thing is lifting this disenfranchised person up. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the equity is not there. So mm-hmm. how do we make that possible? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's what I said literally, like, 
in my episode last week, I'm like, the best thing you can do is use your privilege mm. Mm. <laughs> in the right way, mm-hmm. in the right way. Don't use it to be nasty and tear people down, you know, because because now I'm going to have to get angry. <laughs> like, that's literally what I was saying earlier. I said to John, I was saying about somebody else. It was a completely different scenario than this. But I was like, because now you're making me upset and now I'm going to have to yell. And don't make me yell. <laughs> like, that's literally what I feel like it has to be done. But it's mm-hmm. like, use your privilege for good. And I feel like you can do that with empathy because it's like, I'm so sorry. How can I help the change? Like, how right. can I... And, you know, I'm not asking you to fix the world overnight, like, because it's not going to be done. Mm -hmm. But being a part of the movement and it's not performative, like, how can you actively help? And it's like, I can say, like, with celebrities, we saw some celebrities in the BLM movement at marches but not doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Mind you, it's not like I need you to tell me every day what you're doing. Right. But some type of notice will be nice. And it's like we see other artists who have marched and then would actively donate to, like, mm-hmm. other foundations and communities or, like, or... And I'm saying this only because that's the person I think of off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Other artists do it, but I think it's because... I'm going to talk about Harry, and the only reason why is because I feel like I've I've actively... I can say, I guess you could say I've actively been a part of it because during the BLM, he marched in a movement. And then the next like the populated urban cities that he would tour to half of the proceeds would go to like homeless shelters or Mm -hmm. like food drives stuff like that so it's like you know little stuff is like no one's asking you to change the world like just little things to help contribute like when i went to the pop-up shop in new york because it was around thanksgiving and it was like you know they was like this little basket was like you know bring canned goods and the canned goods would be donated to like the homeless in New York. And we all know New oh, York yeah. is populated. The homelessness population is is high. Yeah. So it was like little stuff like that where it's like donating to like the Trevor Project or mm-hmm. donating here. Like just little things. It's like all we ask for. Yeah, and not going somewhere for a photo op. Because I feel Ooh. like during that time, <laughs> we saw a lot of people going to these protests, which was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's not one way to, you know, advocate but if you're going to go to a protest, it's something that's very serious, very dangerous for people who look like you and I. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to use your privilege to go to a protest and then just go there for a photo op and leave, you're a part of the problem. And a lot of celebrities yeah. did that. A lot of black celebrities did it, too. Okay. So. <laughs> a lot of black ones did it, too, which is so upsetting. And then it's like when it's double minorities where it's yeah. like, so you're black and you're a woman. You're doing a photo op. Or it's like you're black and you're gay so now it's Uh-oh. like so yep. it's like what are you doing like you're not helping us like, yeah. you're literally not helping but um oh that was loud sorry that pop was kind of crazy that was me earlier i'm gonna play a song and i think it kind of fits with um and i feel like we're gonna, i feel like i could talk about this later did you see the first purge that movie yes like the one titled the first purge yes okay so we can talk about that later because mm-hmm. yeah, if y'all didn't watch the first purge, I think you should. You know, it's not like the regular purges. It kind of talks about how the purge came to be mm-hmm. and who they targeted. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and I'm playing this song because I think it was fitting for the moment, and that song is also played in that movie. But this is all right by Kendrick Lamar on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 The Bronx dot com. <laughs> Chips like yeah. 
When I wake up, I recognize you looking at me for the pay cut. Bahamas, I be looking at you from the face down. One Mac 11, even boom with the face down. Skimming, and let me tell you about my life. Painkillers only put me in a twilight. We're pretty Benjamin is the highlight. I tell my mama I love her, but this what I like. Lord knows, 20 of them in my Chevy. Tell them all to come and get me, reaping everything I stole. So my karma come in heaven, no preliminary hearings on my record. I'm a gangsta in silence for the record. Uh. Tell the world I knew it's too late. conflicted, misusing your influence. Sometimes I did the same, abusing my power full of resentment, resentment that turned into a deep depression. Found myself screaming in the hotel room. I didn't want to self-destruct. The evils of Lucy was all around me. So I went running for answers. On stage rocking, I'm stir crazy. Coco flow like 1980s. Come lit still, I drop lazy. None of that maybe energy. 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 Just five. Four now 45. Don't get out of line. Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Pick a side. Only double lines we cross is dollar signs. Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Hold up. Wait. 
crowd gon' move. Look around, everybody on mute. Look around, it's me and my group. Big energy. It was on stop mode, not froze. Froze from page vogue, no pause. Check too much, go clip on load. That's that Kodak energy. 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 Yeah, yeah. Cold links, raw dinner. You know that we do it grande. You know that I'm gonna be extra when the camera go Cause them Karens just turned into terrorists. So you heard All Right by Kendrick Lamar. And then right after that, you heard Energy by Beyonce featuring Beam on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7thebronc.com. But however, we're going to go into a quick break once again. And it's time to make cupcakes not war. Now through February 24th, enter 107.7 The Bronx Dessert Wars Cupcake Fights to win over $1,000 in prizes, including a $300 Visa gift card for creating the best tasting cupcake on campus. Go to 107.7thebronc.com slash cupcake fights for details. We'll be back with Tate Talks after these underwriting announcements on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7thebronc.com. Um, is this thing on? You bet it is. I hope you guys got your snacks and you're sitting back and you're relaxed. Why? Because we're back with Tay Talks. February is Black History Month, and the Bronx is celebrating with milestones in African-American history, daily audio features, written and produced by Taylor Sunstall, acknowledging and commemorating little-known but important achievements by African-Americans that impacted our culture. Listen every hour, all month long, on the Bronx. Welcome back to State Talks on 1077 The Bronx and 1077 That was such a cute little conversation we had during the break. It was. I cannot tell you guys what was said. <laughs> so happy to be here. <laughs> At all, I cannot tell you guys. But, um, so yeah, I played some more Beyonce earlier, I played some Kendrick, and we were talking about, you know, the topic for today's show was how to be an ally, right? So with that, it's like, how do I be an ally in the right way? And this is coming from, once again, two minorities in already a minority. Like, we're still the minority in our minority, I'm saying this. Do you mind if I say your minority? No, okay. Go, go. <laughs> so my minority is in fact that I'm a woman, number one, and then I'm a I'm black. So a black woman who probably has no voice <laughs> in this country. And then Yusef is a minority. And our, mind you, our minority already is being black. So mm-hmm. his minority is being a gay man in a minority so then he's a black gay man so it's like we have no peace Uh-oh, is what I'm trying yeah. to tell y'all at the end of the day so please when I say don't piss me off I'm being so serious I think people would think I'm joking and I feel like you know what I want to touch on about being an ally I can say stuff like black people get me angry mm. But why are you laughing at me saying that? <laughs> what do right. I do I make you angry? <laughs> that's an inside joke. Yeah. So hush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's like yeah. only I could get it, only you would get it, only yeah. my mom would get it, only like 
my twin would get it. Like, mm-hmm. only we would get it. Like, I can't stand black people. Because y'all not going to, y'all don't even get where that's from. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not even saying that in a way where it's like, oh, my gosh, I cannot, I hate my race. No, I'm not being. Not at all. That's not the case. I'm saying that because I mean, like, y'all do stuff that's so crazy that I can't even accept y'all. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I still accept black people unless they're. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> right. Unless you're not comfortable being black. Mm. And now you got an identity crisis. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, and then it's like, I feel like also how you can be an ally. When it comes to, when I just said that, when it comes to other black people, some people aren't, you know, you know how Nicki Minaj said, I could tell that you're in touch with your feminine side, talking mm-hmm. about men. I can tell that some black people are in touch with their ancestors. And let me Uh-oh. tell you why. Because if you genuinely cared about yourself, mm-hmm. you would not be saying things that you say. You would not be acting the way you act. And mind you, I'm not saying... Cause, and I want to talk about the term whitewash because I feel like that's such an also derogatory term as well. Yes. It's such a derogatory term because pe- some people cannot help the fact that their family wanted to put them in a, like, majority neighborhood mm-hmm. to try and give them a better chance. Like, that's, you cannot fault the child at all. Mm-hmm. You have to fault the parents because if you want to put them in these all-white neighborhoods, you have to at least put in the more... But in the extra work of letting them know who they are, mm-hmm. the um, the problems they will face in life, because not everybody, not everyone is nice because you live in a small little town mm-hmm. in the suburbs, and they may love you. You know, they say, I stand with you. Mm-hmm. You know? And we know what that means. <clears throat> I stand with <laughs> you. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, they may say that, but then when you go out into the real world, you can't think that, you know, that's going to slide. And, you know, I will never take that from anybody. And I talked about this before earlier, like the idea of code switching and everything and stuff. And it's funny because people who grow up in those privileged neighborhoods don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. Like they're just like, they think it's just being themselves. And yeah. it's like, no, babe, like I have to code switch. <laughs> like you may not have to certain places. I know, um, I know that if I'm going to an interview, I cannot just wake up, brush mm. my hair, and walk out. I know that I have to do some type of maintaining and taming. Yeah. And it's upsetting because to us, the way my hair looks right now is a hairstyle in general. Mm-hmm. And I'm and, I, and it's still a hairstyle. I don't yeah. care. I'll still wear it like this. It's called a braid out. <laughs> For people Period. who don't know what that is. You look good in all your blackness. Thank you. you and I still love being black. Mm-hmm. Thank y'all. And and I say that because some people may deem it as untamed. And Mm -hmm. I will say, I will say the older generation thinks that for sure. Like my grandmother, she would be like, oh, like you got that bush on your head talking about a high puff or a point. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, girl, this is a hairstyle. Like this is a hairstyle, you know, but that's different because she grew up in a society where they did not appreciate our natural hair. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the fact that we even had to get a bill saying you cannot discriminate because of natural hair. Yes. And when when was that? What, 2018, 2019? Mm-hmm. The Crown Act, something like that? Yeah. And still, we're facing discrimi- hair discrimination. Still. 
despite there being an act, mm-hmm. I gotta look it up. The Crown Act, because I for, I forgot when. It was definitely when I was in high school or something. Yeah. 2019. Yeah. And it's still not in every state. So then there's that as well. Like, we're still facing that. Like, even in concerts, you'll see, like, or dancers, like, you have to have your hair a certain way, like, in mm-hmm. the arts. And it's really not the same for people who don't look like us. Because mm-hmm. what's messy to them is not messy. You know what I mean? Like, Because mm. why is natural Ooh, why messy? Why is he in the front picture like that? Yeah. And they get to wake up with their bed head and just pop up wet hair. Mm-mm. Um, introduce the Crown Act to your state. Yeah. To help you get started, here are sample bills that you can review to help you create your legislative, legislative language. California, Maryland, Montgomery County, Maryland. Mind you, a whole county, Colorado. Yusuf, do you mind um, entertaining me and telling me how many states are in the country? Mm, I believe there are 50, but here we are. With three Mm-hmm. That's and a, a county. <laughs> mm, that's Three a win. and a county. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. So that's why, once again, oh, hey, look cute. She look good. She did. She did that. Okay. But that's why I need, oh, 20 states down, three to go. And guess the Crown Act is law. Okay, New Jersey. Well, mm-hmm. our little Democratic state. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm from PA, so let's hope for the best. Um, well, at least, it, at least it's been filed. And yeah, so let's hope for the best. Because, you know, we're, you know, that's those swing at, states. At least. Oh, and it's, it's, it says the Crown Act is in law in Philly. Oh, amen. Okay, I'm happy. To, I'm, you know, happy. Philly and Pittsburgh. To be from Philly Pits- today. Pittsburgh? They yeah, did. I'm shocked from Pittsburgh. Y'all can let it be done in Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. But as we're getting into the next hour, we're going to talk about this because I have to play some technicalities before we get sued. So thank you for listening to this first hour of Tate Talks. We'll be back in about three minutes. So I'll complete the top of the hour ID and a little feature for you all. We will be right back. Don't go anywhere.